Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, pole flipping and new UFO Ministry of Truth. That's correct. We'll be looking at the Earth's poles flipping and the new UFO Ministry of Truth. First, let's take a look at what's been in the news about the Earth's magnetic pole. and Apparently, they're on the move again. Now, I found this article by Marcus Chown. Uh, It says it's published on November 28, 2021, and it came off of a site I founded on sciencefocus.com. I had the link there at the website, ufowarning.com. That's ufowarning.com. And all the articles that we're looking at in this program will be linked there. Now this title says, Earth's Magnetic Field, Should Should We Be Worried About the Poles Flipping? From time to time, the Earth's magnetic poles flip, leaving us without a protective magnetic field for up to centuries at a time. Now, it's as if it's not enough with all the different HARP uh, installations around the world. I now I believe uh, the U.S. has got two or three. Russia's got a couple. China's got two or three. And you have all these, well, let's just face it, mad scientists uh, sending these huge pulses of electromagnetic energy into the upper atmosphere just to see what it'll do. And we've talked about this before. The HARP installation in uh, in in Alaska uh, consumes about as much energy as New York City. Think about that. We're so worried about global warming, but they're located up there on top of a natural gas field, basically, and they had all this natural gas, and it, they thought it would be apparently prohibitive to ship this anywhere. Couldn't we? You know we don't build pipelines anymore. And if you go back and look at the interview with uh, the fellow that came up with the idea for HARP, uh, he said, "Well, heck, why can't we just build HARP?" And so there you've got this uh, multi-acre array of uh, radio antennas, uh, but they're not, broadca- they're not broadcasting AM radio. Uh, they're broadcasting high-powered electromagnetic energy in, up into the upper atmosphere, uh, basically turning that part of our atmosphere uh, into a hot magma zone, and which can do all kinds of things like shift uh, your global uh, wind currents, uh, change weather patterns, all sorts of neat stuff, and possibly uh, injure or destroy the Earth's magnetic field. Who knows? And and it's not bad enough that we just have to be concerned about what uh, the mad scientists in the United States are doing. They're also also using these things to experiment with in uh, Russia and China and who knows where else. Now, the article starts off, it says, magnetic fields are generated by electric charges in motion. In a bar magnet, the moving change, the moving charges are electrons orbiting in atoms. In the Earth, they are electrons ferried around circulating currents of molten iron. The details are not well understood, 
but basically hot material in Earth's outer liquid iron core expands, becoming less dense than its surroundings and therefore rises, cooling and becoming less dense. It should sink back down again, but the Earth's rotation prevents this. Consequently, liquid circulates around the core and friction between its different layers of charges <clears throat> and friction between its different layers charges them up, just like a plastic comb rubbing against a nylon sweater. It's these moving charges that generate the Earth's magnetic field. Of course, then again we have to say this is all theory, because how do you test it? The two requirements for planetary magnetism are therefore a liquid core and rotation. We know this because Venus, though roughly Earth's size, has essentially no magnetic field. The planet has a liquid core but rotates slowly only once every 243 Earth days. Though the Earth's magnetic field is very similar to that of, our, of a bar magnet with a north and south pole, it is not as stable because it is generated by complex processes inside the Earth. These cause the magnetic poles to wander. Historically, the North Pole has moved at about 15 kilometers, 10 miles a year, but since the 1990s, it has sped up and is now moving at about 30 miles a year towards Siberia. It is speculation, but this might foreshadow a magnetic reversal in which the magnetic North and South Poles change locations. This has happened 171 times in the past 71, year, 71 million years, and we are overdue for a flip. Well, there you have it. We were overdue for the flippening, as I like to call it. Now, they can tell, um, and you can do some research on this, all, but they know how many times the uh, poles have flipped based on research that they've done, uh, geological research, at least traces in uh, magma deposits. So it's clear, I mean, basically how many times we've had pole shifts, at least major ones. It says, models of the Earth's magnetic field based on satellite observations have shown that the present wandering is a result of a battle between blobs of unusually intense magnetic fields deep inside the planet. As for the flipping of the Earth's magnetic field, nobody is 100% sure why this happens. So in other words, as if we needed to complicate things, it's complicated enough just simply with this giant... Uh, gyro that we're on called the Earth, where you have these electrical currents swirling around this molten lava, but now we have blobs of lava within the Earth, or whatever that is down there, that's causing even more of a pole shift. It says, scientists discovered magnetic reversals by measuring the magnetic fields on either side of a mid-Atlantic ridge from which molten rock is extruded like toothpaste from a tube. As it solidifies, it crystals alongside the direction of the Earth's magnetic field at the time leaving a tape recording of reversals. Reversals are believed to take place over 1,000 to 10,000 years, during which time the field shrinks to zero before growing again with the opposite polarity. There are therefore times, maybe even centuries, when the Earth had essentially no magnetic field. Now keep in mind, this magnetic field protects us from a lot of things, from uh, solar flares, from... Uh, Pretty much any kind of X-rays are coming in. Without that magnetic, uh, without that magnetic shield, there, uh, humankind can be in big trouble. It says this is dangerous for life. Says the planet's magnetic field extends far into space and creates a protective bubble around Earth. 
shielding the planet's surface from the hurricane of particles of the sun's solar wind and higher energy cosmic rays particles from deep space. Normally these, normally these are safely funneled down at the poles, creating the auroras. Without a protective field, such deadly radiation would increase the mutation rate of living cells, leading to cancers in animals. Nevertheless, life has weathered large numbers of such events before without being wiped out. But of course, you know, we've read many times about extinction events over the course of time that have, uh, that have happened on Earth. And we could only imagine the extinction event that could happen uh, with the rate of cancer skyrocketing from a lack of this protective magnetic shield. It says, how stable is Earth's magnetic field? The fact that Earth's magnetic field depends on electric currents carried by molten material circulating the planet's turbulent interior means it's inherently variable as demonstrated by the present wandering of the magnetic North Pole. But what is remarkable is that the magnetic field generated by such violent internal convulsions is relatively stable 99.9% .9 of the time. It is the stability of the Earth's magnetic field and the reliability of the protection it has provided that has enabled life on Earth to persist for at least 3.8 billion years according to these guys. It says, how do animals use magnetic fields? Well, of course, we know that animals use magnetic fields to navigate. <clears throat> Many creatures demonstrate remarkable feats of navigation. The suspicion has therefore arisen that they have some kind of magnetic sense enabling them to delete, <clears throat> excuse me, to detect the magnetic field lines between the poles. Pinpointing the mechanism, however, has proved difficult, but progress has been made in 2021 by Japanese scientists investigating a process discovered many years ago. In the 1970s, Richard Blakemore, a graduate student in the U.S., observed single-celled organisms streaming in a fixed direction in a muddy pond and showed they were responding to a magnetic field. Biologists later discovered that such single-celled organisms contained tiny bags of magnetic iron oxide or iron sulfide. Now, Noburo Ikea and Jonathan Woodward at the University of Tokyo have shown that a magnetic field causes chemical changes that can affect cellular behavior. They achieved, they achieved this with the aid of cellular chemical that, fluoresce, that fluoresces depending on the external magnetic field. When they waved a magnet near cells, the chemical dimmed by up to 3.5% goes on and says, Mark, and then it talks about the author here. The fact is, is that the magnetic field of, of this planet is intertwined uh, like everything on this planet. It's a web of life. If that magnetic field is altered or is reduced or eliminated somehow, it's going to affect everything around it negatively because everything on Earth is designed to uh, operate in conjunction with that magnetic field. You can see from single-celled organisms uh, all the way up to humankind. So I thought it was a rather interesting article. Um, something that maybe they're doing more research on than what they're letting us know. But boy, wouldn't it be nice if they could predict this thing. However, this brings me to the idea that we see so often now in the news lately. It's this whole, uh, it seems like the deep state has this uh, just crazy, crazy uh, need to control. Uh, you're seeing it go uh, on in Australia, especially with the COVID uh, hysteria, where, you know, a, 
what was once a, a, just a great, awesome country, they're doing their very best to convert it into some sort of total hellhole on earth. Locking these people down, uh, hunting down aboriginals and force vaccinating them. Uh, same thing in Europe. And now with the new COVID variant, uh, the Omni scam or whatever it's called, uh, uh, and, and this crazy, crazy Fauci saying that we may have to have more lockdowns. Keep your eyes open. They're not doing any of this for our own good. And if there is a crisis with the, a pole shift uh, on planet Earth, be assured uh, they haven't got a nice place fixed up for you in a mountain somewhere very deep where you'll be safe from the radioactive waves. Okay, Those are saved for them. But they might like to keep you locked down in your house uh, where you can't prepare uh, for a, an extermination event, all in the name of uh, your own public health. Now, along those lines, I come across another headline, this one from the Washington Times, also linked at the website ufowarning.com, says Pentagon creates new UFO office acknowledges national security concerns. Now, this is just more of the same stuff, you know. And, and like I've said before, we're not hearing a single thing about implants, about uh, alien abductions, about uh, ritual sacrifice of, of animals in the form of uh, cattle mutilations. We're not seeing any of the real, uh, well, let's face it, the dark side of this UFO phenomena or any of the cases where people have had real uh, run-ins with these things. Uh, it, just in the show we talked about last week uh, with Mr. I think it was McCarthy up there in Alaska, where he literally had an implant taken out of his leg. If they want to do some investigation, get a hold of these implants, and then come back and tell us what they're made of. Tell us what's going on. But it, that would that might lead to some real answers about the UFO phenomena. They're far more interested and showing us some blurry images uh, on a TV screen. And we know they're not even the actual original images because they've already come out and said that the uh, photographs taken with the, with the Navy, with the Navy uh, radar imagery are so precise and so perfect that if uh, they release those pictures to the public, it would endanger uh, national security. In other words, they don't want the Chinese or the Russians to know just how good our Navy radar is. Now, this article goes on and says, Would-be alien overlords be warned? Would-be alien overlords be warned? That's a, that's a fine way to start a, uh, an article about the federal government creating a new uh, UFO office. And a little tongue-in-cheek here. Uh, let's be silly. The last time I checked, I could be wrong, and I'm sure someone will correct me if I am, but the last time I checked... The Washington Times was owned by the Moonies, okay? Somebody that, uh, the Korean cult, basically, okay? So you're working for a cult member, or at least they used to own the Washington Times, but yet you want to uh, belittle and criticize and look down on and make fun of people who consider the phenomena of UFOs to be real. Dude, you need to do a mirror check. That's what I would say. Look in the mirror and ask yourself, who do I work for? Okay? So, before you start throwing rocks, 
make sure you don't live in a glass house. That's my thought on this. Then it says the Defense Department late Tuesday night, this is from November 24th, the Defense Department late Tuesday night formally created a new office to track and organize UFO sightings across the U.S. military, acknowledging that persistent cases of unidentified aerial phenomena. There you go. they got to change the name, boy. They, they're, they're such control freaks, they can't even use the commonly accepted acronym UFO. So I'm going to say it like it is. The U.S. military acknowledging that persistent cases of UFOs raise potential national security concerns that cannot be ignored. In a memo to Pentagon leaders, Deputy Defense Secretary Kathleen Hicks, now remember that name, said the Airborne Object Identification and Management Synchronization Group, leave it to the bureaucrats. I mean... You trust these guys with the supposed COVID pandemic, okay? When they have to make up names like this, Airborne Object Identification and Management Synchronization Group. I suppose if you put a big enough name on it, people will just not bother you anymore. We'll coordinate all UAP-related efforts across the military and will serve as the Defense Department's primary point of contact for other Federal agencies working on the issue. Oh, I'm sure they're all working on it. The creation of the office is a major step for the Pentagon, which until just several years ago said virtually nothing publicly about UFOs or its extremely secretive research into the unexplained. But following the release of a string of videos showing close encounters between military pilots and UFOs, Ms. Ms. Hicks and other officials now openly discuss the potential security concerns that stem from UAP and the need for the Pentagon to do much more to understand what's happening in the skies over America. Well, maybe they can release some more videos through their retired deep state contacts like they did the last time. In her memo, Mrs. Hicks said that the presence of UAP represents a potential safety of flight risk to air crews and raises potential National security concerns. Really? So what happened with the UFOs that were labeled man in a jetpack over LAX? Was that two or three times last year? Right in a flight path? Never heard a thing about it afterwards, did we? The director of UAP offices hasn't yet been named, but the individual will oversee a wide portfolio related to UFO sightings. The director will address the problems by standardizing UAP incident reporting across the department. Standardizing the reporting. What's wrong with just telling people where you've seen it? When you've seen it? Okay? What, it look, what did you see? It's pretty simple. It goes on, it says... UAP incident reporting across the department, identifying and reducing gaps in the operational and intelligence detection capabilities, collecting and analyzing operational intelligence and counterintelligence data, recommending policy, regulatory, or statutory changes as appropriate, identifying approaches to prevent or mitigate any risk posed by airborne objects of interest, and other activities deemed necessary by the director, the memo reads. Well, they forgot to put the part in there about 
releasing all relevant data to insiders who can then monetize it and reap the benefits. You know, I have no faith uh, in this new uh, ministry of UFO truth whatsoever. And I want to take a second here and just give you a little background on Ms. Hicks. And you can find this under the uh, link labeled Who is Kathleen Hicks at the website UFOWarning.com. And basically, this is a person uh, giving you the business about the UFOs. It says, born 1970, is an American government official who has served as the United States Deputy Secretary of Defense since February 9th, 2021, where she will lead the modernization of the country's nuclear triad. Hard to believe that we have a nuclear triad that's not modernized. Hmm. To think that we have all those nuclear submarines uh, lurking around in the deep water of the Seven Seas and they're not modernized. Boy. Hicks is the first Senate-confirmed woman in this role. Hicks was the principal deputy under Secretary of Defense for Policy during the Obama administration. By 2020, Hicks was an American academic and national security advisor working as a senior vice president and director of the International Security Program at the Centers for Strategic and International Studies. She is the highest-ranking woman currently serving in the United States Department of Defense. Yes, and I'm sure her battle creds are right up there, too. Now, it did go on here. I want to see if we can come up with this. Uh, from 1993, was a career civil servant. During the Obama administration, she was appointed deputy undersecretary. Uh, it says uh, Hicks was a presidentially appointed commissioner for the National Commission of the Future of the Army. She is a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. Got that? Member of the Council on Foreign Relations, serves on the board's advisor for the Truman National Security Project, and Soldier Strong. Hicks formerly served as Senior Vice Chair of the Henry Kissinger Chair. Yes, Henry Kissinger, Vietnam War, if you might remember that, and Director of the International Security Program of CIS, CSIS. She currently served as the Donald Marin Scholar at the Paul H. Nitze School of Advanced International Studies. In October 2020, she also served on the CSI LSHTM high-level panel of vaccine confidence and misinformation amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Listen to this. They're just throwing it in your face. She also served on the CSIS-LSHTM high-level panel on vaccine confidence and misinformation amid the COVID-19 pandemic, co-chaired by Heidi Larson and Stephen Morrison. So when she's not busy telling you how awesome the vaccine is, how awesome, even though you're not going to be able to see the details for, oh, another 55 years, She's battling misinformation. Misinformation. Yes. And I'm sure she will do a fine job, a fine job, helping pick somebody run the new Ministry of UFO Truth where they can instill confidence in the deep state narrative and battle misinformation. You know, if you believe a word 
coming out of the mouths of these people, well, you're a lot more gullible than I am. I have zero interest, really, other than, other than to uh, just expose it. Just expose it so that we can expose the narrative to keep people uh, alert. Other than that, I have really have no interest on their dog and pony show of bringing out these uh, blurry, low-quality videos of the Tic Tacs or whatnot. And then people talking excitedly about it. And um, Louis Elizondo dragging up another video, maybe out of a parking lot somewhere he's found. I don't care about any of it. I care about the personal experiences that people have had and they've talked about. Like I said, like the gentleman last week who had the implant taken out of his leg. That's physical, physical evidence. Physical evidence right there from an experiencer. You know... But they're not investigating any of that. Because that does not conform to the narrative. Pretty hard to convince even the normies and the dummies that the Chinese or the Russians took the time to fly a super-duper top-secret aircraft all the way up to Alaska to dart a 40-year-old guy out hunting wolves in the middle at 3 o'clock in the morning. Somehow I don't think the Russians or the Chinese are going to take the time to develop a super-duper high-speed aircraft just so that they can prowl around the wilderness of Alaska and dart a local who's out hunting wolves at 3 o'clock in the morning like Mr. McCartney was. Okay, They've got plenty of people in their own country. In China, you know, they've got no problem harvesting organs. In Russia, I think that if you cause enough problems, they can still make you disappear. So I'm sure that both of those countries have plenty of folks that they could implant without having to travel all the way to Alaska to dart a wolf hunter. But you see, if this story about someone like Mr. McCarthy made national news, if it got covered by Tucker Carlson, if the UFO Ministry of Truth were to bring this up in a conversation at a press conference, all of a sudden, you might have a couple of million people wake up. They might get red-pilled right there in front of the television and say, what in the H-E double toothpicks is going on around here? I don't think I like these things so much anymore. I, they don't seem like the guy from E.T., they're darting outdoor hunters in the middle of the night in the wilderness of Alaska. He's carrying this implant in his leg for 15 years that's emitting a radio frequency. I don't think it was a BB from a shotgun pellet. I really don't. And I don't think that the Russians or the Chinese were involved. That opens up the doors to a whole lot of other questions that don't conform to the deep state narrative. But what you can see, whether you're talking about the flipping of the poles, of the Earth's poles being weakened or flipping, and who knows what's going on with HARP, who knows how that is affecting this whole thing, or whether we're talking about the UFO phenomena, or whether we're talking about the leveled-up pneumonia virus from the CCP that just won't go away 
there's one thing in common. The deep state has the answer, and the answer is pretty much putting something in your body, shutting your mouth, not asking questions, doing what you're told, and when necessary, stay home for months at a time. It should tell you something that the very person that was fighting COVID misinformation and putting out vaccine confidence, well, if the vaccine is so freaking great, why do you need to instill confidence? If you're so worried about misinformation, then just release the facts and people will quit quit complaining. But they put that expert, undoubtedly an expert in psyops, they put that person in charge of telling you about UFOs. Oh, they're really concerned about UFOs. This could be a national security issue. Who knows? Maybe those aliens are packing a virus, which I'm sure they've got the vaccine for. Don't miss the connection. Problem, reaction, solution. Problem, reaction, solution. Whether that problem is a problem with the Earth's magnetic field, whether that problem is an unspecified, undiagnosed, unidentified flying object, or whether it's some virus, there's a problem. There's a reaction to instill panic, and then there's a solution from the deep state. And that solution always involves taking away your freedoms, and most importantly, taking away your freedom to think for yourself and develop your own plan of action, your own plan of protection, your own plan of survival, your own plan for your personal freedom. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.